Welcome to the podcast, Three Things That Matter. My name is Anne Blake, and in each episode, I interview a different guest. They are asked to bring three things that matter to them. These might vary from books and plants to places and occasions. These three things provide the jumping off point for discussion of the extraordinary in the everyday. Three Things That Matter is a Limerick Post podcast and is released every second Wednesday. In episode six of the first series, I speak to Patricia Roberts, owner of Georgian Boutique Townhouse Hotel, Restaurant and Organic Spa, Number One Perry Square, a restored 1800s Georgian house tucked away in Limerick's historic leafy Georgian quarter. Patricia has a passion for great Irish food produce, culture, and the protection of historic buildings. She is current chair of Fulch Ireland Wild Atlantic Way Gateway to Limerick Project, board member of the Restaurants Association of Ireland, and National Milk Agency. Patricia is married to George and mum to three boys. I always just start off by asking, what is your first thing? Well, this was a challenge, you know, I get set many challenges on a daily basis and but to narrow it down to three things that matter because so many things matter. Mm. <laughs> um, I have to say, I found myself categorizing. I found myself soul searching. I, you know, I just I, I found it so difficult to narrow. Um, but but I guess where I ended up in um, the first the first one, I suppose, things that matter. Um, the first one, I think, is dreams. You know, dreams are really important. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, first, you, first, I was going to say sleep because I love my sleep <laughs> and I don't survive without my sleep. And anyone who knows me knows that sleep is really important to me. It's the best medicine. And, you know, we live in a pretty crazy environment and a very fast paced environment in our business as well. So sleep is really, really important. Um, but, you know, I brought that back to dreams. I think dreams, you know, the, the wider picture in dreams, you know, from childhood dreams right up to being you know, a middle-aged adult right now, I just think, you know, having a dream and following a dream is really, has always been really, really important to me and always has been a thing that really matters to me. Um, and I think that started out from a young age, really, you know, um, and I don't know who taught me, follow your dreams. And, you know, it's quite a generic statement, but it's something that's always stuck with me and, and something that really matters to me now. And something, I suppose, when I'm talking to people a lot younger than me now, you know, and and I remember being that age and probably not having a lot of clarity around what your dreams are in life and what you want to do for yourself. Mm. And whether it's whether it's get more fit or do something in a business or do something in the arts, but whatever that it is, but just following that dream, you know, and really, you know, putting your mind to it and going after it. And dreams can change and dreams take different pathways. And I suppose I've been very lucky and I count myself a really, really lucky person in life where my dreams have come true and most of them have anyway. Wow. And, you know, and they have really, when I look back, those things that I did set out to do and, and I dreamt of, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, most of them have happened. But I think it's really important to continue to dream <laughs> because it's forever evolving. And, you know, I have lots of dreams at the moment and lots of little things, but really important things to me. Um, that matter you know um, like one of my dreams at the moment is to create a, a 
proper space for me in my garden, in my home. <laughs> you know, it's just getting me away from the world. Um, you know, it's a little dream and I have to make it happen myself. Um, but, you know, so I suppose dreams and, and another thing is dreams take you into another world. You, know, you can get lost in your dreams as well, which I think is a good thing sometimes. <laughs> Now, I do, get, I do get told by my husband to come back down to reality a lot, you know. <laughs> it's always a thing growing up in school, I remember, like the teacher be like, look at you, looking out the window, dreaming. And it was always like this <laughs> negative thing, but it's, yeah. it's yeah. nice to get lost. Yeah, it is. And I, I just think, you know, and I mean dreams in the wider sense, you know, we all have our little dreams, um, mm. aspirations, dreams, but, you know, we all dream of something you know, whether it's that holiday or whether it's something bigger, or whatever that it is. But I think dreams really matter. I suppose they're, they're, they're nearly like a focus or a vision as well for, for yourself. And, you know, somewhere you want to take yourself. And mm. so I think that to me matters. You know, I need to always have that um, little dream to follow. Um, usually, actually, there's a few of them. They go hand in hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, dreams dreams is where it came back to you know I thought about as I said at the beginning you know sleep is really important to me but you know when I when I thought really long and hard about that it's actually the whole it's dreams it's you know what you know those great dreams you have of what you want to do in life absolutely what, get from, what you want to get from life you know as you get older we realize we're, in, we're not here forever and it's um and as you you know accomplish little nuggets in life for yourself you realize hey hang on we can do more you know if the power is is within ourselves really it's that interesting thing as well that of you have your dreams change because some of them get fulfilled mm-hmm. yeah. and, and what you dreamt of when you were young as you're saying which is very lovely as he said a lot of things you've dreamt of have come true mm-hmm. but that idea that okay now what what is it I can what is it I can imagine what is it I can envision um that that still excites me as as I I might have been excited as a younger person but what excites me into the future and I think that's very interesting kind of almost thing to kind of uh, track in your life yeah and I I think it is it is you're you're constantly probably trying to track it and, and maybe stay on track as well because you know um while while I say I've been lucky a lot of my dreams have come true and they have but they've probably taken different pathways to get there and and um it's not all rosy in the garden but it's um but I have been lucky but I think you know you can have a big dream but there's lots of little dreams around that that you know that I I want to do for myself and I suppose as, as, as you get older and wiser and life changes and, and things like that, dream, dreams do change. Um, you know, what, a, a dream, I suppose, in the next few years would be to have that little bit more, probably that little bit more downtime, a little bit more fun time again, because, you know, I've been quite consumed with a lot of stuff professionally. So, so that, that is a dream, <laughs> you know, and it's a dream that yeah, I guess, you know, only, only myself has control over in many ways, but it's, you know, but it's but it's a dream because it excites me. You know, to make that happen. That's lovely. I I want actually a question relate, related to that. Um, considering the year and a bit we've we've all had, and you might be listening to this in the future and go, "What are they talking about?" But I don't think anyone actually is going to forget. But I mean, obviously, it's been very difficult, particularly 
in the hospitality sector um, with, with, with the pandemic. But there's always these little offshoots of kind of, well, there's some nice stuff with it too. And I wonder, was there, when you talk about space or we talk about downtime, did you have a bit more of that when, I say last summer, or, you know, like an unexpected time you would never have off, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. The, you know, we describe it then as the holiday we never had. <laughs> um, you know, that forced holiday that we absolutely had nothing to think about for a few months. You know, the first lockdown, lockdown one, which I think many more people enjoyed than subsequent lockdowns. Um, I did, you know, and when 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 you set me this challenge to <laughs> decide on what the three things are that matter, that's kind of like, okay, there was lots of things that mattered, but, you know, post-COVID, there's probably, I can narrow it maybe that little bit more um, because I had so much, you know, I had a lot of time to think um, and I don't get enough of that. And maybe no, but a lot of people don't really when you're a mom of three small boys and business and everything, you just don't get enough headspace to think. And, you know, lockdown was wonderful in that way. And I have been told on numerous occasions by friend and business, stop telling everybody it was wonderful. <laughs> but it was because it really gave me a, a chance to reset and to think about the things that matter. And um, and it wasn't only 3N. <laughs> There's lots of things that matter. Um, but it really did to focus in on those things that matter. And, and I guess, you know, I've always been very conscious of that, you know, um, the things that do matter, but, I think COVID was, you know, it was like, oh, here, this is the stop button now. This is where you got to really reset. This is the real opportunity to reset. And if you don't take this opportunity, you might not get it again. So, so there was a huge amount of learnings out of COVID. Um, um, and I suppose the biggest learning for me was, was uh, which is actually my next, <laughs> my next thing that matters, which is well-being, really, you know, and um you know, I was always really conscious of well-being, but COVID really, um, and, I, and I don't mean just because of COVID, but just the whole mindset and taking care of the mindset and how fragile fragile the mindset is. And, you know, you know, one's got to do a lot of work to look after it <laughs> and to keep it well. And, you know, I like being well. I, you know, I'm just one of those, I'm a bad patient. If I get a sniffle, I'm cross. Um, I like being well, I like being bouncy, um, you know, and I love to, you know, love to just get up and enjoy a day. I just hate not feeling good. So mm. I think, you know, COVID gave us, or COVID certainly gave me, um, but I know many other people, especially in hospitality, um, a real chance to to reset how we think about all of this and how we, how we um, I suppose, factor it into the daily lives a little bit more. Um, you know, it probably would have post pre-COVID, I was one of those who was, you know, tearing to the gym and lots of walking and running and doing all those, you know, power things. Mm. Whereas now I probably am leaning more towards more yoga, meditation style, uh, relaxation exercise. And I have to say, I find it powerful, really powerful. And it's become a thing that really has mattered to me. Um, well-being overall, but little things that I do for my own well-being that really make me feel good. Mm. Um, and I having got the time to maybe focus and practice on them in lockdown one made me or enabled me to see the real benefit of these things to myself. Um, so, so yeah, you know, it, it, it was, you know, hospitality is a crazy business. Everybody knows that, but also a very fulfilling business. And 
I'm in it because I love it and will stay in it because I love it. But the management of 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 oneself and you know your own well-being is is crucial to maintain that as we work in a very fast-paced environment. It's um I think it's funny as well what you're saying there about say being a bad patient, you know, and they say as well, say doctors make bad patients, but also I, I'm always struck by people in hospitality because yeah. they, you know, what you guys do is you you create a world where everyone else can relax and and let go. And I and but I wonder in a similar way, do you ever kind of like the doctor who makes the bad patient? Do you, is relaxing therefore a difficult thing for you? Um, you know, it was, it was, okay. and I, I guess I had to retrain myself to relax, but I, I love quiet time. Mm. I love time to myself. Um, something that I, I, I think I had to do a little bit of soul searching to realize what is it that matters that really, and what really helps me. And having had the headspace to do that last year, you know, um, you, you know, I went back to, you know, what are those things that do really help me? And quite time is one of those, just quite time, mm-hmm. um, you know, quite time to myself. Um, and, and that really, you know, it's a very simple thing, but it's a very difficult thing sometimes to carve the time for. I love time by myself. <laughs> Maybe it's because um, in a world full of people most of the time, but I love time to myself and quite time, you know, just just quite time just to sit there and 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 to be still and to be quiet. I re- really do enjoy that. And I find it very empowering um, when I do get the time to do it. And, you know, it's it matters to me, maybe because I crave a lot more of it than I get. <laughs> but when I do get it, I, I just feel that it really really helps reset and um and ground I suppose to reground it's 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 a difficult thing to achieve because we do have a lot of we've a lot of noise in this world we do we've we've a lot of noise in our pocket like Hmm. you know like phones yeah information on them and I I get struck about and I don't know if you if you're the same but when you talk about quiet time like I often find if I stand idle somewhere I take out my phone and look at it ah yeah you know I've been cross with myself the last few weeks over this because you know we've got these lovely well not always lovely summer mornings but lovely bright (laughs) mornings right now and I love the morning and I love being up early and I love that time but finding myself um maybe 45 minutes could pass and you're on social media um or you're on the net doing something and quite often it's work related but it's it doesn't matter we shouldn't be doing it that early in the morning we don't need to be you know, and maybe, you know, doing that first thing in the morning. Um, and, you know, it, it just, it's in the last few days, actually, it's, it's kind of hit me a little. What am I doing? Why am I just listening to the birds outside? Why am I just going for a walk without my phone? Because, you know what, if something happens, I'll be back in 30 minutes, they can wait. <laughs> um, scrolling through the phone all the time and, it's it's just not right it's just not right but it's we're so addicted we are and and I think that it's 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 it isn't quiet as well like it might you might stand there quietly but for you that is not quiet time no it's not because you know the brain is moving all the time when you're on social and you know and it's funny you know I, I don't let my kids on it and they're quite young and here here am I you know <laughs> 
spending lots of time scrolling. So it's definitely a bad habit that I need to change. And I, and I think for, for well-being, it's, it's really important to change it before, you know, uh, it sets in too much because it's eating into too much of our day. Well, it's funny. I did. I did some I'm, I, I was never particularly good at maths at school. I remember doing some kind of a, a very rough uh, bit of maths where, OK, an hour a day is mm-hmm. uh, 365 hours. And I, you know, I kind of divided it up. I can't remember exactly. No, it's about it's the bones of two weeks. Okay. So if you're on social media for an hour a day for a year, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I, I could be honest for more than that. Yeah, that's that's over mm-hmm. two weeks of your year <laughs> doing that. And I think that's a little uh, for me, that was a little, oh, God, um, I'm not trying to shock or, or horrify you or anything, Patricia. It's a thing to realize. And I, when you talk about kids, like I, I find my nieces and nephews or friends' kids, like mm-hmm. there's this thing that, especially when they're really small and they look at you and you have your phone in your hand and they give you this look and it's kind of like, put that away. I'm I'm more interesting. And also, you know, don't be doing that in front of me or I'll want yeah. it, and, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. which is always those little, little kind of shocking, <laughs> scary moments. You know, yeah. Someone else goes on a phone in your company and you kind of go, oh, you're really going to do that when I'm with you? You know, it's, you know, and we find ourselves sneaking a little look at the same time. It's just, it's, yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's one of those things that, you know, can take over very easily. We, we need to probably you know it's it's a skill in itself to let it not um take over our lives absolutely and you talk about like well-being and the and the space you had um on the first and I think you're right the first lockdown was kind of it was quite hot it was very quiet and I remember uh, myself and Jenny went to um this little hotel in Kerry that we got we got married in Mm -hmm. um and we went there because by our time our first anniversary came around um they were a little bit open again and they said kind of like what you said they, they she said we, we've never sat out in our yeah. sat out in these beautiful hot summer months <laughs> not working you know and I I think it's it's lovely that not only did that space come to you as in that space of um um literal time time um, but also what what that kind of connected you with as well which is as you said yeah, like one of my one of my profound moments in, in lockdown one was having a walk one day. I, I live in a place called Newtown in Carina and um, taking a walk and hearing the church bells from the city were probably at noon church bells. It, it was um, what are we were probably about eight kilometers out and I hadn't heard them since I was a child because of the mountain noise in the world but it was a distinct memory from being a child and playing. I live now in the area where I grew up of hearing those every day, you know, from the city, from the cathedral. And um, I hadn't heard them since because there was no traffic on the road. Um, you know, there was very little sound. It was just so peaceful. And and, and I really remember that day, probably last um, February 12 months ago, March time, and just walking over that hill and I go, oh my, this is just, it took me back. It took me way back to, I suppose, those very carefree times as a child living in rural Ireland, um, blissful, carefree, long, hot summers <laughs> um, where there was absolutely no worries. <laughs> it's it's lovely. Um, I 
also just kind of relating a little bit back to your first thing the the dreams I, mm-hmm. I was curious um I must apologize if you can hear barking in the background by the way I'm sorry this is the joy of of our lives these days we we can't fully control our our recording uh situation and little little doggy in the house is barking away um you know because you run a very distinct and very unique hotel in in Limerick city center and it's a Georgian building and it has been um it has been done up to beautiful spec and I'm saying this off my own bat um, yeah. as, as someone who's very happy it's in Limerick and also that I live quite nearby <laughs> so <laughs> and get to you quite easily um was that like a, a dream like I suppose were you drawn particularly to make to the you know kind of up up grading an old building yeah I was actually and it was I probably had more dreams of a country house an old country house type of property um I was I was brought up in the countryside and probably more countryside but um but but an old building with 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 a story and with character and um and I suppose that was always a big part of the dream was that it would be you know a building that would tell a story as well not just a a purpose-built place to stay that there would be a lot more to it that was always the dream yes it was and as I said I suppose I feel really really lucky that that dream did come true um you know to uh own my own hotel in a historic house and I suppose while my dream was probably more like a country house style property at the time actually the dream probably got better because it was safer to have property in the city and I suppose um it was always to be Limerick because Limerick is home and I came back to Limerick after traveling um and I suppose I saw a huge opportunity in Limerick back then and back in 2008 and and the dream was very much to to restore this property and simply create a great place to stay um it wasn't about stars it wasn't about um greetings or anything like that just a great place to stay um I don't even like the word hotel to be honest it's just a great we just want to be a great place to stay Mm -hmm. but also the dream was to I guess wake up this corner of town and to bring some life to Perry Square and you know and just in the last few weeks we're actually seeing lots of green shoots around that with people buying old buildings and it's actually I'm like oh <laughs> maybe the final leg of the the dream is coming true I had this vision of lots of neighbors in in these Georgian houses out walking their dogs in the park and chatting and a real neighborhood feel here and I suppose we haven't had a lot of neighbors um mm. in the first two years because you know we all know what happened in 08 and 09 of the world fell apart and mm-hmm. you know these properties are not the most accessible for people to mm. live in but I think a lot of people like me have, have a huge desire to be in this part of town and, and, you know, just love it, just love, love the feeling it brings. And so that was kind of part of the dream. And, and just, just in the last few weeks on, on social, I've seen lots of people, you know, or not lots, but a few people express their interest and, and, and mention that they've, purchase properties in this part of town and they're in Georgia Limerick and it's like oh this is exciting we're gonna have lots of people <laughs> around you know because it, it, it's a wonderful you know it's a wonderful corner of town up here and 
you know, as I said, it was my dream, but I think there's, it's my dream is to see that dream come true for other people as well. Absolutely. Right. Well, that's the dreams. They're, they're in a good way. They're contagious. Or yeah. if, you, if, you, if you push yeah. for something like just unfortunately as negative negativity can be contagious uh, yeah, in a good way, yeah. in, in a good way, positivity and, and yeah. seeing, you know, I grew up certainly walking past derelict Georgian buildings, a lot of my mm. youth mm. and, seeing them come to life makes you realize oh this stuff is possible and while I don't live in a Georgian house I live very near the Georgian area and I'm very (laughs) delighted to see it to see it come to life but I was just curious like because it's such a specific thing and Mm. very sadly we just lost the Georgian building in in Limerick as well yeah um Mm. but uh that's a whole other conversation but but you know but I suppose like it's such a specific thing to up you know, everybody kind of, kind of wants to knock things down and build up something new. Uh, yeah, mm. it's a heritage, you know, it's yeah. a heritage and, you know, and and sustaining, you know, places like this is, you know, means so much to so many people. Now, obviously, there's lots of people it doesn't mean any, anything to as well. But, mm. you know, I think I think the people that it does mean a lot to are, are shouting louder now as well, which is great, you know, mm. Um probably allowed too much to happen really too much negative stuff to happen um over the years I think people are a lot more vocal now and um yeah but you know these properties they all tell great stories and you know it's heritage (laughs) we hear hear stories all the time you know from when the house was a youth hostel when it was the parish priest's home for St Joseph's when like the stories we hear from people coming through and you know lots of uh, people come through and they talk about coming here to get marriage papers, you know, 50, 60 years ago and mm. what they had to do to do that. And, and uh, yeah, so like, it's, it's wonderful to hear all those stories. I, I reckon we could probably move on to your third thing. If you, if you <laughs> have it handy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I suppose what matters, um, you know, I, again, they're, they're kind of intertwined. I, I, and again, I was trying to say, you know, how do I explain this? Um, but faith and people, I suppose, together. Um, faith is important to me. Faith was always important to me. And I'm, I'm no holy Joe, but it's, um, you know, having faith. And, you know, I suppose I've had a lot of challenges in life as well, you know, with with what I do. And as they, I'm a firm believer, nothing good comes easy. <laughs> but um, so having faith in things and having faith in what you do and, you know, and, you know, having faith in life in general, faith for me is important. I, I have a strong faith about things and a strong belief about things. And, you know, it's not that I pray to God every day, but I pray to lots of people to <laughs> <laughs> help me with different things when I need to yeah. um, and talk to lots of people when I need to, um, you know, and, you know, that, that's important for me because it gives me, um, it gives me a sense of peace Um gives me a good strong sense of peace and I'm more at peace peace with myself I think because of that um you know I think like anybody who you know you know we all have our our moments where you get very anxious about certain things and when you're when you're dealing with lots of life's challenges and you know having faith around all of that and what you do I think is really really important and it can really help it, it certainly helps support me and keep me grounded and keep me, I suppose, in a good place. Mm. And um, um, I, I used to never be a worrier. I did turn into a worrier a few years ago. I suppose there was lots to worry about at one point, but 
Um, but by, I think, my faith and people, and I mean, when I mean by people is the influence of other people has really helped me to stay grounded and stay in a good place around all of that, you know, and have some peace of mind. Um, because, you know, there's always lots to worry about. There's always lots to worry about in life. There really is, you know, we could, there just is, you know, you could, mm. we could just, I'm sure you could do the same, just sit there and think of all those things we have to worry about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, um, but it's not a good place to be. And, you know, having faith around those little worries and, you know, and knowing that, you know, that some of them are good is a good thing, you know, um, so faith is important to me. And I suppose, you know, it's like well-being and time, time to myself and time alone. I think a lot, probably, maybe I overthink things sometimes. Mm-hmm. But having that little bit of faith, um, faith in myself, faith in others and and and, you know, talk to people or, you know, or, you know, ask for help when you need it. Have that faith is, is really important. Uh, yeah, I think that's really key. Um, we can often feel that the best thing we can do is carry everything on our own and not bother anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous when you do that. Carrying everything on your own is quite dangerous. And um, I think I did try to do that once upon a time. Um, but thankfully, I learned before it got the better of me. <laughs> um, but I, I, I guess we do, you know, um, if we just do it. We, we naturally do um, try and take everything on board and sort things out and manage everything. But sometimes you just can't. And and the importance and the strength it takes to yeah. ask for help as well. Yeah, yeah. And strength is really important, you know, building strength and, you know, and resilience and, you know, and but but I think it all comes from for me, as I said, the things, you know, the things that matter, like well-being and things like that, minding the well-being mm. enables everything else to, you know, to to run and work more smoothly in life and, you know, keeps keeps everything in a good place. And I mean, even around faith, like it's such a complex word and, and yeah. in many yeah. ways, a bit of a, a you know, an all like a kind of bit of a landmine sometimes and people yes. can react very negatively yeah. to mm. it mm-hmm. um, specifically. Yeah. You know, and, and do you like, because I, I think it's very important that we have our beliefs and we have our, our strength and um, freedom to, to, to 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 be who we are and sometimes depending on how society is swinging uh there are there are words that are like people go what do you mean by faith you know (laughs) and um and I suppose like it's I think it's a very strong thing to say faith is important to you but it's it sounds like it's something quite complex rather than something quite simply a a belief in a spirituality or like or once I don't know like I was going to ask you um mm-hmm. like would you yeah. yeah I suppose I faith is in you know um yeah and you do you know it, it's it's even when I was thinking about it myself like when I say I have faith what do I mean by I have faith um you know it's like you know when the worries of the world come come on board and you've got to really you know stay grounded and think how am I going to get through this and it's and then it's about you know the faith clicking in and sometimes for me it is about saying some prayers to you know somebody it could be my dad in heaven it could be you know somebody I somebody else I know you know I could friend say any chance to say a few prayers for me please get us through this um mm. you know it, it can be something as simple as that but having ju- just having belief I think it's for me it's belief you know, belief that you come out the other side and stay staying strong and having faith in that. 
Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's to me, you know, like, I, I think I took this from home, but light, lighting a candle, <laughs> you know, it's an old one, but it's lighting a candle when there's something big going down or something and just like just focusing on that and just, you know, having a little bit of time to oneself and a bit of headspace and having faith that, they, you know, we'll come out the better of this. And um, and I suppose, you know, we, we saw this um, in lockdown two and lockdown three, which were very, very difficult times for people. Um, and, you know, probably more so people who didn't have a purpose or not a, not a very fulfilled purpose. Um, you know, I'm very lucky, as I say, I have lots going on in my life. I've, I have a mom, a mom of three boys, I have a successful business, I have lots going on. So I'm very lucky. So I find I've, you know, I've no, no, no reason not to have things, but there's also all the worries that go with that. So, you know, it's having faith in what will happen and having faith in my own actions that will, I suppose, carry me through. Mm. And that if I do make a wrong mistake, if I do make a boo-boo, if I do make the wrong decision, you know what? It's not the end of the world. <laughs> that's, <laughs> really a, that's such a, a great realization at some point. Yeah. I don't know when it clicks in, but it's like. Yeah, yeah. It does, a, I think it clicks in after time. You know, it's, I, you know, there was a time when it was all about, no, it just got to be right. Just got to be right. Just got to sort this out. You know, mm. I would have been very hard on myself, but. Sometimes I'm not hard on myself, but I, I I tend to, I tend to, I try not to sweat it as much as I would have had in the past and have a little bit more faith and, you know, talk to myself a little bit more and say, look, this will be what it'll be. All you can do is the right thing and, you know, and, and continue to do what we do well, you know, it's. But there's a great strength as well that comes like in meditative practices, like, like lighting candles, do you know, are, yeah. are you, but they just, they, they bring us like anyone will even say like in a, in a panic attack or anything like that, it's like focus mm. on your breath. And it's just to, to, to get you out of the, the overwhelming um, yeah. stuff that you can't do anything about. <laughs> like techniques, I guess, to get you out of that, you know, if it's only just that little bit of deep breathing, but the power of it. We would I think I, I would have been someone who maybe a couple of years ago would have underestimated the power of that a little um, and true help and true people I know. Um, and, uh, you know, I have learned how other people have used these tools to help themselves. And and I'm a good listener. I love listening to other people's stories and learning from other people. Um, life is, you know, we learn every day and and that the whole breathing side of things is. I, I'm quite gobsmacked by the power of it, actually, <laughs> and how much we take it for granted. Mm. Um, but it has become a much, uh, you know, I've much more value on that now. It's it's funny, though, because I do think, you know, in Ireland, especially we through our education and through just our, our society, we're quite stuck in our head. and sure. we're, we're not really connected to our body and <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of these things you're talking about are things that I, I feel hopefully are more being taught in schools now or more being focused on yeah. now. But mm -hmm. the power of breathing, certainly, I'm trying to think when I was younger, <laughs> was not a thing. Like it wasn't uh, something people would say, you know, just focus on your breath. You'd go to your head and go, that, what are you talking about? That's that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you never did. But I think we're living in such more we're, we're living in such a crazy world now, much more complex. There's so many distractions. There's, you know, it's 
I think it's, you know, it's not as simplistic as it was certainly when I was growing up. It didn't seem to be, but I think for, you know, for, I think, you know, it just seems much more complex um, life now. And I think having techniques like this, I think everybody needs them at some point. Mm. You know? um, uh, no matter how strong you are, I think everybody, and I think it, I think having these things that help you is what makes you strong, essentially. I just, you know, nobody's unbreakable really (laughs) absolutely and and say you know knowing what helps you I think as well like knowing okay I need to sit down for 10 minutes or I need my quiet time or I I need Mm. to pray whatever it is Mm. that there's no shame in that or there's no um as I said, we get so stuck in our head where, and where are you in your head? You're always trying to fix everything. You're always trying to think everything through rather than that settling that comes with, with being present mm-hmm. and, and figuring things out. And I, I do feel our society uh, certainly, you know, ha- didn't encourage that in the education system and world I, I grew up in, yeah. but there does seem to be a bit more of a push and, and even as I said, in the in the hospitality sector, much more of a move to even in the spaces you create, they're about, you know, kind of having a nice quiet space, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and you know, you're right. It's um, like it's, I suppose, think things are things are quite different now for people. Um, and I think the influence of all these things has been really powerful, And but it's knowing what to and when to use them. Mm-hmm. Probably the really crucial thing, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. knowing when, um, when negativity might be getting the better of you or when you just, you know, a problem you can solve or somebody who needs help and you don't have to give it to them or, you know, whatever that it is, um, knowing when to, you know, to bring these little um, tools into your life to help you because um, because I think if you don't, you, you know, you just, you know, things catch up with you if you don't, you know, you, you, you've got to, you know, mm-hmm. um, like for me, well-being is like being out in the fresh air every day, getting an hour at least of fresh air every day is crucial. I just, it's a little bit like the sleep, I don't survive without it. Um, um, you know, even, you know, some days here in work, you know, it could be, you know, you're kitted out in your dress for work and it's like the runners are always in the boot and turn on the sunglasses and walk the three bridges and hope no one knows you. You're not for walking. But, you know, just to get out and get a blast of fresh air from the river and I just, fresh air for me is is, is a big part of well-being, um, being outdoors. And again, it's something we, we, we experienced a lot of last year, um, spending all day outdoors. It was very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, really was um, a great chance to reset physically and mentally the body. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Like just this, um, even though we're a bit of a, a wet and windy rock in the North Atlantic, you know, we're embracing our outdoors a bit more. Yeah, you know? we are. Yeah, we've fallen in love with them all over again, really, haven't we? You know, I like for for us in lockdown, going for picnics like just behind our house on the bank of the Shannon was was a treat, you know. But mm-hmm. it actually was, and it was lovely. It was really really nice, and there were things that we did as children that we don't do now because we spend too much time planning big days away and out and focused on the big things rather than just being um, 
keeping it simple, keeping mm-hmm. life a little bit more simple. Actually, what you said there a few minutes ago, Anne, about being present. Again, that's that's something I, you know, I struggle a little bit with about being present because you're always the mind is always racing to know what to do, what you have to do next, and the, the to do list for today and tomorrow and next week. Um, but by being present, I think is it's um, again I, I was I was taught that, and I had to my my brain had to be rewired to think how to be present, um, and and I did that through by some Reiki and bioenergy a couple of years ago. And I found it just really powerful, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I find, you know, when you're running a small business, like you're, you're very attached to it. It's your baby in so many ways. It's the fourth baby. And you're, you know, when you're not here, you're worrying about what's going on. And when you are here, you're worried about this and that. And, you know, by not being present and not making the most of the downtime, that you when you do have it so that you're more empowered for when you're in it you know mm. it uh, I struggled a lot with that and it's actually you know down downtime as we all know for the brain is so important um and we all need it and um but you know I felt myself I wasn't getting it but again that was another big learning from and probably I was able to put into practice more so in, in COVID now I find um you know since we've gone back to work even though we've lots of challenges on a day-to-day basis being able to you know be present and not being worried about things that could happen (laughs) um today when they're probably not going to happen at all and you know generally they never do happen but spending your day and ruining your day worrying about the things that could happen you know it's it's really it's crazy it's crazy how the mind works it is and the mind can totally as he said uh it can it can sabotage sleep which you said is oh hugely yeah is is, is that kind of attached to the dreams uh thing i mean i I remember hearing a thing recently that um in the past um uh, sleep deprivation was a what do you call it it was a guinness book record challenge wow (laughs) and uh but it has since been stopped um because they will let somebody jump out of a plane at the edge of the atmosphere and do a parachute jump and that is considered safer than doing sleep deprivation because sleep deprivation is very damaging I don't so know. so like it is it, it is fine if you want to do your guinness world record and jump out at the atmosphere and do a parachute jump and try and set a record that's fine but if you if you try and stay awake um i think a man he stayed awake for 11 days and he is he is wow. damaged forever like he has serious um sleeping problems and psychological problems as a result so it's um and it's a major form of torture as well so. hugely it's a it really is and it's just i i think you know to make the most out of your day you need to be able to switch off at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you know sleep for me personally is it's, it's a huge thing i do have a little autoimmune condition and if i don't get my sleep it just everything catches up with me right. little niggles and um you know, in, in all the different things that you can do to support the body and oneself. To me, if there's nothing else, it's just sleep. Sleep is just so powerful. Um, you know, and, and there's times when, you know, if we all have crazy weeks and we just don't get enough of it. But when you catch up, you realize yeah, it can be so much more effective and everything works so much better. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> everything does. Uh, and listen, with with that, I, I think uh, we'll, we might find it up there. Um, but I really want to thank you, Patricia, for sharing those three <laughs> Very, very important things. I, they, they certainly, I, I would identify with them as mattering as well. 
and um, and thank you for your your time which as we can tell from this conversation is very is very precious and uh, just to let people know who are listening um where whereabouts are can they find number one Perry Square? I know that sounds really obvious because it's the clues in the title. <laughs> but um, if an alien landed tomorrow in Limerick, how where where are you roughly? Yeah, oneperrysquare.com around the corner of Perry Square overlooking the, the leafy people's park of Limerick. Um Twitter handle one Perry Square, Instagram one Perry Square. We're we're on it all. We're, <laughs> we're there on social and um small little building in the corner of Perry Square and um and love to welcome people and show them this corner of town. Well I thank, thank you, Ran. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank well you. it's been an absolute pleasure and I can I highly recommend definitely do call in because it's a lovely place run and inhabited yeah. by lovely people so thank you so much for sharing your thoughts I'll say thanks Anne take care you've been listening to three things that matter with me Anne Blake a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald theme tune is composed by myself and performed and recorded by my lovely brother David Blake you can follow Limerick Post on Twitter at Limerick Post if you enjoyed the podcast please let others know and rate it on iTunes Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at AnneBlake78, on Instagram at AnneBlakePlay, and the podcast on the hashtag 3ThingsTM. <laughs>